This is Studio Confessions, the art podcast. I am your host, Luis Martin, the art engineer. Listen in for conversations with artists and culture makers as we talk about their creative practice and what moves them. Let me share my wax poetic monologues and how to activate your creativity to live an inspired and more beautiful life. That's right, I said beautiful. Welcome to the studio. I'm glad you're here. Sergio, how are you? Good, Luis. Thank you for uh, the invite. Super happy to be here with you, my friend. How are you? I'm great. I'm in New York. We were here a few uh, weeks ago, and now it's a totally different world again. I know. And you know what? I remember that view of when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not too bad to be sequestered here. I, feel, I still feel like I'm outside. So yes, thank you. I'm very grateful. Very lucky. Um, how are you doing? Can you describe your situation? Where are you? So I am uh, based uh, here in the south side of Chicago area. And uh, so for us, it's been pretty much since we came back from New York. We were with you for the Armory show. And that's when kind of like the whole thing started. Uh, we got, so Chicago was like a few days behind New York. So we got here and here, when we got here, there were still no restrictions or anything. But it's it just like that whole weekend. It was like three days of closing here, closing there. Everything is, you know, um, kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. So kind of like that initial shock now is over and... So now everybody is, you know, doing their part, at least for the most part, you know, staying at home and, and um, you know, just uh, trying to trying to slow things down. Although I'd say because it's been so cold and rainy the last few days, yesterday uh, it was uh, sunny here in Chicago. So a lot of people were going yeah. out and even the news, they said, be careful, because now they were too close in the park uh, and in the pathways and, uh, you know, um, that's like, well, no, no such thing as social distancing if everybody's gathering in the park. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard and it's, it messes with your mind. Like you don't know what day it is. And absolutely. I mean, it's such a test too, right here in New York, it's been off and on really beautiful. (laughs) You know, it's like the other day was Mm -hmm. 79 degrees. So it was like, it was like a test, like, Oh, are are you going to take care of yourself? Are you going to go out? Are you going to stay in? Uh, a lot of people went out. Uh, so it's been very difficult here too. But I've been really excited to see that not only are people kind of reaching in and reaching out, you know, like I see you speaking with a bunch of artists from around the world and sharing their experiences. Can you tell me a little bit about what that's been like and what you've learned? Yeah, so it was one of those things because I had the Breakfast with Sergio, you know, show already. And uh, just kind of thinking, you know, how can I make it more relevant, you know, to the audience and to people? And yeah, I can tell my story and the things that are happening and then what I see on TV. But it, I really want to like have first accounts from artists who are actually like in the, you know, in the areas where it's more uh, difficult to be at right now, Northern Italy, right? Barcelona, China. And uh, so looking for stories and then reformatting the show. So it's kind of breakfast research a special edition kind of thing. It's great. Uh, where... Uh, and then slowly as I did one, then more stories started to show up and artists tagging me and say, hey, Sergio, you know, uh, I, this is what I've been doing. And trying to also figure out not only uh, the stories, but also what are they doing to keep themselves uh, busy, to keep themselves as productive. And uh, in some cases, even what are they doing to financially support their career in this situation, which has been really great because it gives us kind of a, all of us a a learning opportunity, you know, including me to like, oh, I never thought about that or wow, you know, this is a great, great idea. Uh, one of the ones that comes to my mind, which is like the first one that I did that kind of started the whole thing is with an artist, Paul Veal, 
who uh, is, was in northern, no, he was in uh, Florence in Italy. So he was already in lockdown for a couple of weeks and he, he didn't know, you know, what to do and very nervous because all his workshops that he was doing, everything got canceled, you know, like for everybody else. So he started doing live portraits for the people on mm -hmm. the Skype, you know, for a small donation fee. And uh, he, he, I mean, he was full. I mean, when I did the interview, he had already done 20. He had 20 wow. more books. So that's brilliant. Not only, yeah, not only serve him to, you know, be able to pay his bills and so on, but give him a whole avenue and, and a connection because people wanted to, to talk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty I feel like, uh, you know, artists have been kind of prepared for this moment, you know, like it right. almost feels like the world has kind of caught up to us in the moment, in the, in the need to stay still and kind of be creative and engineer your environment, engineer your day to day in a way that artists are very used to, you know? Right. And I think also, you know, kind of like our first thing is like, well, now I'm going to be home, just going to go in my studio and make art all day. But I think more and more artists, you know, like you and me and many others, you know, are trying to also show up to their audiences and say, well, you know, what is it that I have to bring to the world? And, and not just bunker down, but actually get up, rise up and, and be counted, be seen. Absolutely. And it's so exciting to see what's going on and you can mix and match to bring your unique offering, right? <laughs> And I mean, and aside from being productive, I think, uh, like you said earlier, it, it plays with your mind, this, this, this idea of a quarantine, because I, most yeah. of us can go out for a walk, we can go out for air. Um, but the idea of just being stuck really messes with your mind. And I think one thing that a lot of people can lean on or have leaned on is faith, right? And mm -hmm. I know you've dealt with faith in your work, and a lot of my work has to do with spirituality. Can you tell me a little bit about how faith plays into your experience with this coronavirus? Yeah, and you know, for me, like talking about faith, I have to like go back to even since I was a child, because it's been part of kind of my upbringing. Um, and so my dad is a—he was a minister for all his life. Uh, so that's actually why we came to the United States. Wow because the church uh, uh, that he was working with, they opened a small, really tiny church in, in Joliet, Illinois, which is, which is a suburb from Chicago, that was for immigrants. Because back then in the 80s, there was a huge wave of immigrants coming from Mexico and Central America to United States. Um, and it was really easy to cross the border back then. So, you know, there was this huge influx. And so there were a lot of uh, immigrants here who didn't have communities, faith communities, you know, to belong to. So this little tiny church started and my dad was assigned to it. So that's where we ended up here. So it kind of, uh, you know, throughout my upbringing, you know, being in a home where faith has been part of, uh, uh, you know, of the everyday life and, and language. Um, and, you know, for me then as, as becoming who I am now and making my own decisions and my own choices and figuring out you know, what do I want to believe? What do I want to, how do I want to conduct my life and so on? Um, you know, it, faith has continued to be an integral part of everything that I do and how I see life. It's my, it's the filter, right? How I see the world uh, in situations like this, you know, again, the faith of waking up every morning and say, well, you know, it may be really bad now, but um, tomorrow can be better, you know? You, you said that you're, uh... The, that your father came because the community needed a, a sense of belonging to a faith center, right? And I think right. that's the idea that can really get you through these moments. The, the sense that, oh, I belong to something mm -hmm. that even though I can't see it or feel it at the moment, I know that it's there. Not only source, but also just the people in your 
group and your congregation and your coven and whatever, whatever's part yeah. of you, you know? Because faith goes in both directions. It goes vertically and it's horizontally. It's not just, sometimes when we think about faith, it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's a vertical thing between us and higher being God, you know. Um, but it's also horizontal of our relationship with other people and the communities that we build. Uh, and that we that we belong to. So yeah, definitely. I love that, and that also plays out in your artwork and, and through visual cues and and maybe even mm-hmm. colors. You recently did a uh, a project, right, with uh, another artist, correct? Rico, yeah. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah. So in my work, I I like to explore elements of uh, of the spiritual, right? Um, and of course, you know when you when you say the spiritual, probably everybody has a a picture that comes up to your mind, right? It depends on your experiences, your upbringing, and who you are. That's what you associate with that. And so, kind of like to describe a little bit of, of, of that in my work. Uh, my work is based on the figure in an abstract manner. And to me, the spiritual, of course, because it's an invisible thing, it's more, it's kind of a, an ethereal quality that's presented in the visual language, you know, in the painting through. Uh, sometimes a lot of washes of, of paint, which is translucency. You know, that, those are, that's the visual language I try to use to represent this invisible uh, thing. And so, uh, because that's been part of my work and um, also part of the community that I belong to also is a church here in Chicago that's called Soul City. So they had this idea. It's a very progressive church who has, you know, really great emphasis on the arts and very, very open-minded. And so they approached us, Ali and I, to do a uh, kind of a, an experience with the seven stations of the cross. So the whole idea was to create seven paintings as a collaboration piece um, where people would come in and they they really designed it was it was a project you know with many people involved where they designed the whole space so that you will walk into this huge room and uh, really walk from painting to painting uh, in a dark space just with a spotlight on each painting I mean, it was really beautiful <laughs> really amazing um, you know how they it set was. it up so that you really would would experience the art like that so you know for us it was really cool challenge you know to work together first with one another fear now, you know, what we wanted to do. The idea was to to represent the seven stations of the cross, you know, which date back also um, how many artists in the past have done it, but how we could bring that to the present in a, in a contemporary way and fashion, but and also fitting with our own style, right? So we didn't want to do what somebody else has done. A renaissance uh, reproduction. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That doesn't relate to our work. So that was really, really exciting, really challenging. Um, the result was really amazing. And, uh, you know, the fact that the works were part of their experience, not paintings that hung behind on a wall where something else was happening, right? Mm. Which sometimes is the case when a commission is done. Well, it becomes a decorative, decor, decor, what's it? decorative, decorative, yeah, yeah. Decorative, yeah, decorative element for the space. But in this case, paintings became actually the the way in which the message was communicated and um, and people could interact with that directly, not as a backdrop. From the pictures that I saw, it looked beautifully staged. It looked very theatrical and the lighting was amazing. Uh, yeah. It had a, little, a lot of great energy. Right. What was and it like to collaborate with uh, Sally Co? So it, it was really interesting. So Sally and I, um, we've known each other for a long time. We have studios in the Joby Center. We are 
in the same floor. So we know each other well, our families are, are good friends, our kids are very good friends with each other. So there's already a relationship there. Uh, we share faith as well. Her work also is inspired also by her own faith and, and the things that she goes through as, as a person, as an artist. And so it was kind of a, a natural connection, although our works were very different. Mine is figurative, hers is purely abstraction um, and very highly textured. So we had to, you know, have these conversations of how are we going to approach it, how are they going to look like, and um, it, it just it just happened, you know, the, the, it was really nice. And with any collaboration where two people are working in one work, you know, also the realization that you have to let go, right? You have to trust mm -hmm. the other that, you know, and, and that's something that we decided from the beginning is like, you know, we'll create, but. If you cover something that I did, it's okay. If I cover something that you did, it's okay. You know, it's part of the process. We, the end goal is the same. So it was it was like that. We did all the 12 pieces at the same time, meaning that we had them all hanging in my studio, and then we just moved from one to the other, and uh, we documented it through a uh, video piece as well. So it was really nice. That's such a great parameter to, to, to have that green light on both sides, right? If you cover it up, it's okay, we'll right. go, you know? That, that's, it's kind of like tennis, right? You're, you're playing tennis together. It's very cool. And also something to point out, too, is the green light from uh, Soul City who said, you know, this is your project. We trust you will, you know, you will define because, as you know, sometimes a commission could be a nightmare where you have to show every step to the client and uh, they may say, no, make that blue, make that green. And all of a sudden you end with something that you <laughs> right, right. had not anticipated. But having like green light also from the start, uh, having the trust uh, from uh, Soul City who commissioned the, the artwork was such a really a, a delight being able to create this the way we did it because we didn't have restrictions. I mean, we, we picked how big, medium, size, you know, we just had, of course, the parameters of what what the stations were, but that was it. So uh, from the beginning, it was it was good, and and I think at the end, you know, that's uh, you know, it, all the parts had to work together for it to come out the way it did, and um, glad it glad it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's all about communication, I guess, right? Right, exactly. You know, um, as we're talking about faith, one thing comes to mind when I was a kid. Uh, one thing my dad told me was, "You never talk about politics, money, or faith." And I feel, <laughs> and I feel, as time goes yeah. by, we kind of have to uh, let that scrim down, right, and and pull back the curtain. Uh, we talk about money often because we have to. And me personally, I've stayed away from politics for such a long time. And now I feel like, oh, I think this is how we got here by people not talking about politics. And I think this is how we got here by not talking about faith, right? About not talking about how to kind of do what feels right without hurting other people. Um, has it been difficult for you to approach any of these topics in your work or in what you do with your community? I think it is uh, in, in the way that... Uh... You know, especially now, I so polarized the, the whole conversation and uh, faith uh, is a conversation that ends up being about religion and about, right. uh, you know, are you Republican, are you Democrat? When, you know, it really is it, not about that, right? When you really think about faith, faith is, is uh, the hope for the thing that you don't see just yet, right? Mm. And that relationship that we can have with a, um, with a higher being, which in this case, the, when the God or how I think of it. Um, so, you know, it, it is difficult in the way that how do you talk about it without, you know, falling into that 
trap category yeah. or that trap right. right that immediately it's seen and and that's why kind of in my work it's it's subtle right mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a subtle subtleness to it and i really enjoy when somebody discovers it because often they let me know um one of the I mean, there's many stories i can think of but one of uh, i did a last supper painting some years ago, um, which was a, a full size. And I showed it at a uh, at a college uh, many years ago. And you know, when at colleges, usually they have those little booklets where people write things yeah. down, you know, how they sell. So, you know, as I was reading, there was one in particular that I saw that uh, the student said, you know, since this show has been on the campus, I've come to class 10 minutes early just to sit down in front of that painting. So I don't know what it is, but it makes me feel calm and, and peaceful. So to me, that's that's more important, right, than any label that can be given to the work. To me, that was like, wow, you know, that's, that is the spiritual, that is the faith base uh, that I'm trying to put into the work, right? And it's Which, a validation that, to your calling, kind of, right? Exactly. And it's not for everybody. You're just like... No, no art is for everybody, right? It's there's certain people who will connect with what you do, and, and that's fine. That's amazing. And I want to point out to the listeners, people actually read those books, so please leave your comments, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. We do. As artists, we love to yeah, see what people Absolutely. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Well, Sergio, I just wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing, and I'm so glad you're doing well. Um, and to close the short conversation, where is the first place you're going to go to after all this is over? Wow, I haven't thought about that yet. What? So. I've been thinking about this like every minute of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a good question. I think I'm going to go back to the Joviar Center and, uh, you know, meet up with some of the artists that we haven't seen in a long time. Since, you know, we opened the Art Center in 2004 and we had Third Fridays nonstop since we opened, no matter if it's wow. raining, snowing, wow. or what. Can you tell so us the, a little bit of what that is? Yeah, so the Jovier Center is is a it's an art center located in the south side of Chicago. Uh, we have about 50 artists in residence. So it's a pretty much a, a warehouse type of style building dedicated to the arts, founded by the Joe Brothers. And so there are artist studios and galleries. Well, right now, because of the close down, most of us are not there. So I think that's one of the first places I, I really can't <laughs> wait to walk in there and we have a show that's hanging that nobody has seen, and you know it's uh, uh it's I think it's that's what I'm itching to go and and see my people. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, I'm so glad that uh, I know that's going to happen soon. So yeah. I can't wait for the day. Sergio, thank you so much. Be well. Thank you, Luis. Thank you so much for everything you do as well. Love your podcast too, and uh, you know thank you for for doing this. That's it. Thanks for listening. If you heard anything that moved you, please share it. You are the spark that can ignite a thousand flames. I am Luis Martin, the art engineer, sharing with you what moves me.